Hemp has only been legal in Wisconsin since 2018 after having been illegal for many, many years. And because of that, the University of Wisconsin-Madison has been focusing a considerable amount of time and effort researching hemp growth within the state of Wisconsin over the past few years. One of those individuals who has been a part of that work is Dr. Shelby Ellison, and she is going to share a little bit about what that research has looked like. So, Dr. Ellison, can you tell us what has been the main focus of your research over the past couple of years? So... The first thing that we wanted to understand is across the Midwest, upper Midwest, is, okay, so how do we grow hemp? So we're looking at a lot of basic agronomic treatments, so looking at things like what varieties perform well here, what is the nitrogen application we should be using, how does it fit into a rotation, when do we plant it, when do we harvest it. So we have a collaboration across four different states, Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Michigan, where we're kind of replicating these trials, both at the university and with some on-farm growers, collecting that data to figure out, okay, this is what performs well here. And then while we get more comfortable, figure things out, then we really get into kind of the breeding and genetic side of things. So, okay, these are traits that we definitely need to improve to increase yield to make sure that this is going to be profitable. From the work that you have done from the very beginning, did you notice that there were a lot of farmers who were interested in this, who had absolutely no knowledge base to work with because it's been so long? And what was it like working with those farmers to try to get this up and running? The last hemp crop in the United States was grown in 1958 in Wisconsin, but really it kind of trailed off after World War II, where Wisconsin was a leader in fiber hemp production. So since then, you know, across the past seven decades, People haven't been growing fiber, so no one knew how to grow fiber hemp. So initially, people started in in 2018 with the high cannabinoid or CBD hemp, which is a very different type of system than the grain and fiber hemp. It's a horticultural crop. It's about 2,000 plants per acre. It's much more like you're tending to each individual plant. So people started off with that, really had to learn kind of from ground zero. People got good at that. But now what we're seeing is this slow and steady rise of the grain and fiber acreage, which a lot of farmers are more comfortable with because it kind of fits into their wheelhouse. It's similar, you know, it's all planted with planters and harvested with combines or with sickle bar mowers. We're finding that farmers are a little more comfortable with the grain and fiber side of things. And with the farmers you're working with, what is the typical acreage that they are planting for, say, a hemp field? Is it pretty small? Has it gotten larger? Luckily, people are proceeding with caution because everyone knows that a lot of people grew CBD and very few people were able to sell it. So on that type of acreage, people now are planting one to two acres. With grain and fiber, it still isn't a a bustling marketplace. There's still people trying to find where to get things processed. So farmers are starting slower. However, the seed is cheaper than it was for high cannabinoid hemp. So you're seeing a lot of between the one and 10 acres per plot. That's going to grow, I think, pretty rapidly because to get these processing plants up and running, you're going to need a lot of fiber coming in from 100 mile radius. So I'm assuming people are going to start transitioning into these 40 plus acre plots. And have you noticed most of those farmers who originally started with the testing and trialing back in 2018, have they stuck with it or have people backed away from it? What does that look like? I think that 2019 year, there was something like 1,200 licensed growers. This year, I think that there's roughly 300 licensed growers in the state. So you've seen a big reduction. I think most of those 
have been there since 2018, 2019. So people, there's not that many new people getting into it. So people are definitely gaining knowledge. The ones that have found a niche are sticking with it. And that's really helpful when we're looking for on-farm trials that there's some people that have as much experience as we do at the universities. Does it seem like there's a certain region within the state where it's more effective to be growing hemp? Is it pretty spread out? What does that look like? I can't say that I've noticed any sort of trends like that so far. I think the majority of the acreage is probably in the bottom third of the state. Certainly for the high cannabinoid hemp, that's in the bottom third of the state. It's more the diversified farms that are growing many crops, smaller acreage, one to two acres of something. But there are definitely larger plots acreage in central Wisconsin and even further north. So I haven't noticed any trends yet. It'll be interesting once we kind of know what the processing infrastructure is. Can you briefly describe what the different hemps you're working with look like, how they differ? When you're talking about fiber hemp, you want a really tall plant that's going to be 10 to 14 feet tall, and you want the width of the stem to be about the size of a pencil. And that's because the outer fiber on the stalk, it's called the bass fiber, that's kind of the higher value, really long, strong fiber that's good for cordage and building materials. So you want to increase the ratio of that. So you want these really, really thin diameter plants. So really tall, really skinny. For grain, you're going to have shorter plants. They're about five, six feet, and they have a huge grain head on them. And then there are dual purpose, which is kind of the best of both, or maybe best, maybe worst of both worlds, which is something in the middle where you go through the combine, take off the grain, and then have fiber that you could harvest still. And that's very different than the high cannabinoid hemp, which is a highly branched, massive plant that has, it's unpollinated, so it's only females in it. It's harvested about a month later, end of September versus end of August. What is used from hemp? With the fiber hemp, you're using the stalk or the stem of the plant, and you can use the bast fiber or the herd, which are two different types of fiber. It's just the length that's different. And that's used for things like construction materials or animal bedding or textiles, cordage. You can also then, for a grain plant, you're using the seed, which is coming off the female plants. Right now, you as a human can eat hemp seed. Interestingly, it's illegal for animals to eat hemp seed. So there's a lot of research underway trying to better understand if animals do eat hemp seed, how much THC potentially goes into the animal products. Hemp seed has virtually zero. So, I mean, we're talking like one part per million, but FDA and the bodies that regulate that want to get a number on it to make sure everyone's safe and happy with what they're ingesting. And then for the high cannabinoid market, that's actually the flower that is being used where those there's these trichomes that kind of look like little mushrooms that store up the cannabinoids and the terpenes. And that gets extracted and either put into edible products or as tinctures. And you had mentioned processing, how there isn't a whole lot of processing infrastructure at this time. What is currently available? What's it look like now going down the road? So for the grain, it's pretty much anything, a place that's going to be able to take the grain in, that's going to press it potentially for oil. The leftover seed cake can be used as a protein powder. So there are places that take in different grain, but they're going to be busier with uh, large commodities that are going to be able to kind of fill that supply and demand need. So fitting in where it can go to grain elevators or be pressed for the small seed. There's a company in Minnesota right now, Field Theory, they have some processing capabilities. And then for the fiber, it's a place that can actually separate those two stock components, the bast and the herd. 
so they can separate them and then they normally chop them or size them to different densities and sizes, which then go into different product lines. And there's some of those popping around right now. There's one tiger hemp down in St. Louis or near the St. Louis area. There's a couple that are being built currently. We actually have a emerging crops podcast that we do and we're going to be talking to some of those midwestern processors in a couple weeks so can listen to that podcast to find out more is there anything else that you would like to share about your research Yes, every day is super exciting in these emerging alternative crops. And I've been very pleased with the grain and fiber work, even with the cannabinoid work. I think we're at a place now where slow and steady is a a good way to go about it. And we're finding out more every day. The crops are doing really well in the field. Farmers are getting really good at growing this. So I think that we're at a better pace than we were a couple years ago. And so I'm excited about the future. Hemp in Wisconsin continues to be a growing field, so to speak, and UW-Madison is continuing to pour in the necessary research to make sure that farmers and those who are interested in growing hemp are able to do so efficiently and effectively. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report.